Hello everyone and welcome back to the Women's Wellness Podcast. Thank you for coming back. Today we're going to talk about stress and anxiety and I just wanted to say that I do hope these podcasts are helping that you're learning something new. Um, I feel like these last couple have been something that I am particularly passionate about probably because stress and anxiety affects all of us, sleep affects all of us so um, they're always going to be relevant. So yeah I'm going to jump straight in. So what is stress? Stress is most commonly described as a physical, mental or emotional strain or tension. It's when the demands placed upon us exceed our resources to deal with it. It's not just what we experience at work. We can be under physical stress as well. Um, Exercise is a form of stress on the body. So it shows that some stresses can be good. Some stresses can be bad. And also the duration is very, very important. In short bursts, it can be beneficial as a way to get something done or in order to meet a deadline or avoid a danger. This is what we're going to call acute stress. When it lasts a long time, this is when it can uh, harm health. We're going to call this chronic stress. So when we are stressed, we enter fight or flight mode. That is essentially your body being like, do I need to fight this situation or do I just flee it? It's what we were basically generational. It's not even generational, it's evolutional. Evolutionary? I think that's the word. There you go. The body feels threatened and it reacts to help an individual escape the situation. This includes the release of hormones. So you've got adrenaline and cortisol. These basically cascade a variety of different reactions within the body, such as the heart to beat faster, breathing to increase and a boost in our blood sugar levels. So... The long term impact, if you are under this chronic stress, essentially stress that isn't just a couple of minutes, but it's an extremely long period of time. This can be quite subjective as to how long it is, because it might depend on how intense that stress is as well. But being in a state of stress for a very long time can impact our health. It can cause wear and tear of our crucial crucial systems, so it can increase risk of high blood pressure, headaches, heart attacks, stroke, burnout, disruptive sleep, disruptive menstrual cycles, changes to our eating patterns, diabetes, thyroid problems. I'm not saying this to freak you out or scare you. I'm just saying this to get a bit of a understanding as to why I'm talking about this. Some people might be like, yeah, but stress happens to all of us. Stress is part of daily life. There's nothing you can do about it. And I'm like, there clearly is. And there clearly are things that you should do about it because you don't want to end up in a situation where you're having these sorts of things, where you've got a reoccurring headache, where you're burnt out, where you have no menstrual cycle, when your sleep is shit and then you're starting to eat differently. Um, that's going to basically influence all of it anyway. So let's get straight into what signs of high stress show and then we can also go into causes of stress and we're going to talk about a little bit crucially about my top tips to help with stress because that's what we all really care about it's like yes we know this but how do we help so signs of high stress and I don't want you sitting here being like tick 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 that's not the point of this I just want to make you aware of when you're feeling these things take a step back and be like, is this because something in my environment or something that I'm doing is making me feel particularly stressed at the moment? Okay, so first one, straight in with the juicy diarrhea or constipation. Forgetfulness. 
frequent aches and pains, headaches, lack of energy or focus, sexual problems, so like a lower sex drive, tiredness, trouble sleeping or sleeping too much. <coughs> Listen to my past po- uh, last podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Upset stomach, using alcohol or drugs to relax, weight loss or weight gain, infrequent periods, easily irritable or angry. I feel like we can all relate to that at some point in life. Anxious or overwhelmed. And when your thoughts are just racing and you feel like you can't switch your brain off, like as much as you try, something is just like stopping you and everything that you've ever thought of just feels like it's racing around your brain all at the same time. So what can cause stress? Some common sources of stress include getting married or divorced. So even though getting married is a positive thing, it can also cause stress because there's a lot to deal with at the same time. Starting a new job is a positive thing, but it can be stressful because we've got to meet new people. We've got to learn about everything. We've got to present ourselves in a really, really great way. And we've got to like, you're kind of proving to yourself and the people around you that you can do this. And that's stress. Death of a spouse or family member, losing your job, having a baby, money problems, studying, moving house, having a serious illness, problems at home or problems at work. And how stressed you feel in certain situations may depend on how comfortable you are, the resources that you have to cope with it and what else you're experiencing in life, as well as your past experiences and the support that you have from people around you. So there could be two people. One may have lost their job and the other one has lost their job. But the way they respond to it can be completely different. One of them might completely break down because they don't understand why they don't have the resources to cope with it. They don't have the support around them to encourage them and they feel like a failure. The other one has the resources to cope. They've gone through this before. They're putting things in place. They're getting action plans. They're applying for new jobs. They've got support from the people around them and they have the internal resilience to know they will find something else. Exact same situation, very, very different outcomes and responses. So take a step back and consider, do you have the resources to currently deal with the stressful situation that is in your life or the stressful situations that are in your life? Do you have the support around you? If someone was to come to you with these problems, what are you going to recommend to them? What would you say? Okay, maybe try this. Have you thought of this? Have you done that? Actually sit down and do that with yourself. People are very, very good at giving out advice, but they're very, very shit at taking their own. And often you have the answers inside of you. You just need to trust yourself and actually give yourself time to sit back, breathe and think. But we're going to go on to that. So there's one thing that I do want to touch upon, and that is stress and the gut. Now, if you haven't heard me talk about the gut already, where have you been? But also, this is something that I personally felt. And it is insane how linked your brain and your gut is. The moment I feel stressed, I feel horrible. I feel like I can't eat. I feel like I need to like either sit down or just fart my way to the next country. Like everything just stops straight away. So stress can promote the the consumption of palatable foods, such as foods high in sugar, foods high in salt, foods high in fat. Because when we're stressed, we want convenience as well. 
and they are convenient foods. We want something that's going to make us feel good. And we think that's going to make us feel good mentally. And then it hits. It makes us actually feel shit physically. But in the moment, we don't care about that because we are up for those short term rewards. We don't care about the long term. We need a variety of foods in our diet because we need bacteria, like diverse bacteria in the gut because we want to ensure that no bacteria dominates. In order to have diverse bacteria, we need to eat diverse ranges of food. But also, crucially, we need to eat those foods that have that good bacteria in, such as your fruits, such as your veggies, such as your unrefined carbs and your unsaturated fats and your lean proteins. Inflammation associated with stress and the autonomic alterations, such as those increased hormone releases, can also reshape our diversity of the gut bacteria. So if we're doing things to help support that diversity, then we're helping our body already. So it can be best to opt for things, like I said, like those unsaturated fats, fibre, even sometimes doing a plant based diet because it's less inflammatory. You could opt for if you're like, okay, I need a snack because I'm feeling stressed and I snack when I'm stressed. Take a step back, consider why you're stressed. Also consider why you feel like you need to snack when you're stressed. Are you actually fucking hungry or are you just thinking that's going to take your mind off it and it's going to make the whole situation easier? Because trust me, if you have a long term goal, that does not make the situation easier. It just makes you feel good for like two seconds. But those snacks, think about what you're having. Maybe opt instead of sitting there and eating a whole bag of M&Ms, sit and think, OK, could I have some popcorn? Could I have some dark chocolate in a bowl with some berries? I love blueberries. I could eat a whole punnet without even thinking. But sit and just evaluate what it is that's going on and how your response to that might actually be making things worse. OK, so that's one thing that I really did want to focus on when I get stressed my gut starts playing up. These are some of the methods that I use to help, but not just to help my gut, but to also help me mentally. Okay. If you start, if you've ever related to this, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. It's literally like it can happen in a moment. I was at work on a Saturday once and someone, one of the members left their keys and I was like, oh my God, imagine if they can't get home at night and by the time they get home and realise we're closed, they can't get into their house and they're going to have to sleep on the streets. One, this certainly did not happen and they did not have to do that. But the moment, and I kid you not, the moment I felt that, I felt so unwell for the rest of the shift. I went home and I went straight to bed because I got it in my head that I had done something wrong and I had stressed so much about it that I felt physically unwell and my gut was literally like, no. I can't process this right now. Okay, anyway, enough about the gut. I love the gut. Right, methods to help. First one, exercise. So working out regularly is one of the best ways to relax the body and the mind. When you are stressed, if you've ever been like, oh my God, this is so overwhelming, get yourself out for a walk. When you're moving your body, you're going to be releasing those feel good hormones and they're going to just make you be they're just going to make you feel so much better. And it does relax the body. And I tell you what, it relaxes the mind because it takes your mind off something. Go for a walk and put your favourite songs on. Go for a walk and listen to a podcast, a podcast that is not related to your work. Because that's just going to make you think about it the whole time. 
a podcast that is completely about a new separate topic that you wouldn't have even thought would interest you and you want to learn something new. Go out for a run and listen to nature. Have that sun on your face. Go to the gym, put those boss ass tunes on and have a brilliant session and just focus on yourself. No one else, nothing else matters for that hour, an hour and a half. It is just you. And it just, honestly, you will come back with a whole new perspective on the situation that is stressing you out. If you feel like you don't have time to do an hour gym session, then in the women's wellness group, there is a 20, 25 minute body weight workout that you can do in your living room. There is no excuse. It's 20 minutes. And I bet your ass that if you turn around and tell me you, you don't have 20 minutes left in your day, you sit and watch TV for an hour before you go to bed or you sit and you scroll TikTok for an hour before you go to bed. You have 20 minutes. You're just choosing where you're putting that energy. And trust me, those two things, TV and TikTok, is not going to make you be feeling any better. It may make you laugh in the minute. But ultimately, you haven't taken a step back from that situation. You haven't even thought about the right things to be doing. Anyway, on to the next. Connect with others. Talk to others about how you're feeling. OK, so when we are stressed, sometimes I know I particularly do this. I want to be on my own because I'm like, I'm going to sort this situation out on my own. This is the best approach for me. No one needs to be around me. I'm going to be a, a burden. This is not the case. OK, if you isolate yourself, you're actually then going to be causing problems in your relationship or in your friendships because they're going to be like, we haven't seen you. We haven't spoke to you. We don't know what's going on. And we feel like you're pushing us away. So one, let's not do that. But also talking to someone about the things that are going on in your life and how you feel is a release. OK, you will feel so much better and you'll probably actually start to sort things out in your mind. I notice the moment I start talking to someone about my problems, I'm like, OK, this is how I can fix it. Or OK, I'm starting to see this in a different way. Or they might even recommend some really great things for you. OK. And also notice that energy brings energy. If you're feeling stressed and negative all the damn time, I'm sorry to say this, but people around you are going to feel that stress and negativity and they might not want to be around you. Okay? You need to be very, very aware of how energy radiates. People feel how you feel. You want to be that person at the same time that people come to as well. It's a given, it's a given, it's a given and take relationship. You can't constantly take by being like, these are my problems, these are my problems, these are my problems, tell me how to help. At some point, you're going to need to be that person for someone else. And they need to know that you're going to come with some positivity, okay? Because you might not be the one that's stressed right now, but you might have someone in your life that is stressed, a partner, a parent, a friend, okay? And you need to be this person for them. You need to give them the energy that they are lacking. Come with a positive approach to be like, you've got this. I support you. You are very capable of doing this. Use those words. Be that positive energy for them because it radiates and they will feel that. OK, so just be very careful of the energy that you give out and the, also the energy that you take in. If someone is being that negative drain on your life, protect your space, protect your energy. OK, and do things to fill your bucket back up. Next one, take some personal time. So although I said don't isolate yourself, this is different. This is OK, I need time to just think about what's going on or 
I need time to just enjoy myself. I try, I say try, every week to have either an afternoon or an evening that is just to myself, doing something that I genuinely enjoy. Not what I think people are going to expect of me to do in my own time. If I don't want to take a bath or I don't want to go get my nails done, I mean, I do love those two things, but it's something that I want to do for me. I love going for a walk and grabbing a coffee. And I don't do that to get my steps in. I don't do that to take a nice little photo. I do that because it makes me feel happy. I love coffee. So tick, love it. I love going for a walk because I love being with nature. I love being outside. It changes my perspective. For me, I love that personal time. Or I could go for a walk to bar market or a food market and just have a look around. Maybe get myself a nice little treat because I love cake. Okay. Take some personal time. Realise that the stress going on is not you. And I hope that it's not something that's going to be very permanent in your life. And you can take an hour or two to just feel like yourself again. Because we can get lost in it. We can be like, who am I? What has happened? How do I actually feel? Sometimes you lose track of the person you are when you are so stressed. So take that personal time. If it means going for a nap, go for a nap. Do what you think is going to be beneficial in that moment for you. Don't let that stress consume your time. The next one, four box breathing. This is something that my mum actually introduced me to. So shout out to you, mum. So four box breathing. This is a technique that aims to return breathing to its normal rhythm after a stressful experience. And it can really help to clear the mind and relax the body and improve your focus. So basically the way that this works is you want to stand or sit. If you're sitting, maybe have something supporting your back or you can stand because it helps to make your feet feel grounded through the floor. And then you're going to close your eyes and you're going to breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. And the way that you do it is you're going to inhale for four seconds, hold that breath for four seconds, exhale for four seconds and then pause for four seconds. OK, so everything is four seconds. OK, you then repeat this, I'd say for around four minutes. So just think of four, 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 four or until you feel calm. And the benefits of doing this is it's going to reduce physical stress symptoms. It reduces the production of uh, hormones associated with, with stress, such as cortisol. It can increase those attention levels. It's actually been shown in studies to be beneficial for anxiety, depression and stress. And it can improve your future reaction to stress. And it can also actually help your stress tolerance. And that stress tolerance is then going to refer back to what I was mentioning earlier about the fact that two people can react to a situation in very different ways. You want to be able to improve your stress tolerance. You don't want to get to it and you're in the supermarket and someone's taken that last packet of Oreos and you get stressed out at them and you lash out at them. No. You want to improve your stress tolerance. Blah. OK, never mind. I'll get something else or I'll go to a different shop. That is important. And you may be one of those people that thinks breathing or meditation is wishy washy. I was that person as well. Don't get me wrong. But honestly, if you're feeling very stressed in the moment and you notice your breathing will change, you'll probably be very short in breath rather than doing like long inhaling breaths. Take a second. It's literally four seconds. Four, four, eight, twelve, sixteen. 
16 seconds. Do it. Okay, there is no excuse. There's literally no excuse. You have so many seconds in your day. Okay. Next, work smarter, not harder. You've probably heard this many times and you're thinking, no, I am working smart. But just stay with me here. So prioritise what is going on in your life. What is going to be a priority today and what is going to take the longest to do? So this is something I've started to do recently. I set myself when I wake up in the morning, three goals for the day. And they're the three most important things that I need to do. Or the three most important things it could be that I need to do work wise, mentally, physically or just for myself. OK, I make those three priorities because that's what I'm going to refer back to when I'm so stressed and I don't know where to look. Have I got these goals done? Am I taking the steps to get these goals done? OK. I also I really love it in that morning section in the before I even really start the day. So currently it's actually quarter to seven in the morning. OK. I've been up since six. I do a section of work from about six to eight. That is my quick tasks. If it's messaging clients, if it's recording a podcast, if it's getting content done, they are my quick tasks. So by the time that I've even started my day at eight o'clock, I have achieved so much because they don't take long to do. And I feel so much better. Do you have an hour in your morning? So you start work at nine. Smash out a load of those really quick tasks sending emails, replying to emails, um, doing any sort of admin. I don't know what it is. I don't know what your job is. OK, get those quick tasks done straight away and you will automatically feel so much better, so much freer because you're like it's an hour in this day and I've already achieved so much. OK, and in those quick tasks is you setting your goals. Also, are you unintentionally actually making things harder for yourself? by not asking for someone's help or someone else's suggestions. You are not a burden to ask for help at all. If it's going to make your life and someone else's life easier, ask the fricking question. I learned this the hard way. I'd be like, I'll just do it my way. It then came to it, I'd done it the wrong way. Or this is what they asked me to do. If I had just clarified with them before, it would have saved me hours of work. If you're unsure, if you're stuck, ask for help, okay? It's the right thing to do. Also, crucially, make sure that you take breaks throughout the day. No one is going to give you a medal for working eight hours straight. Your attention span is not going to last that long. OK, take breaks at least every hour and a half, at least, even if it's a five minute walk to go to the toilet or even if it's getting a cup of tea. Take your brain out of that situation. OK, give it a moment to relax. It cannot focus for that long and your work quality will get poorer. We are up for quality, not quantity. OK. Take a break. Take that mental reset. OK. And last two. Sorry, I've definitely eaten your ear off. Address the trigger. This is so important. OK. And it's probably one of the most important ones. Can you actually address the source of the stress? And is there anything you can do to change it? If we can identify it, can we reduce the chance of it occurring? Or can we think about how we can prepare ourselves? for when it does. Think about those stressful situations that come up a lot. Financial stressors, stressors, for example, or those that are ongoing work, for example. What can you do to put yourself in a better place to manage these? Do you set some money aside each month so that you have some to fall back on? Do you tell work that they're putting too much on you and that you need help? Are you working hard but not smart? 
you need to figure out where that stress is coming from. Okay. When I was under stress, it was university. When I was under stress, it was physical stress. I am under stress, but you know what I mean? It was physical stress because I was putting too much demand on my body and not enough recovery. Easy thing there. I say easy. Take more rest days. When it comes to university, I was working hard, but I was not. I bet your ass I was not working smart. I was so stressed out. I was not taking the breaks. And I can look at this retrospectively and I can highlight all of that. In the moment, it is very different. That's why you need to take a step back. That's why you need to talk to someone else. Talk through your routine. Talk about how you do this. They will give you that little bit of insight that you need. If your stress is work, is there someone you can talk to about it? Have you got too much on your plate? Talk to them. If you've got a boss, that's what they're literally there for. Okay. If your stress is financial, take a sit down. What's coming in? What's coming out? Where can you make changes? Do you need more in? Do you need to look at either getting a raise? Do you need to look at getting another job? What needs to happen there? If there's too much coming out, what can we cut down on? What is a luxury and not a necessity? Address the trigger. Otherwise, it's just going to stay there. Okay, it's not going to change. The situation is not going to change. And you will be here again in a month's time because you will burn out. And it's just going to keep repeating on itself. And the last one, because we're always going to bring it back to food. Eat well. Like I said, that stress you're going to feel in your gut. You do not want to add in inflammatory foods. You want to make sure that you do add into your diet anti-inflammatory foods okay these are going to be really really great this are going to support your kidneys and they're going to be so 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 crucial for you okay so some really great anti-inflammatory foods are things like your cruciferous veg wow what a word your kale your spinach okay quinoa your nuts your seeds your uh, fish so salmon and tuna eggs dark chocolate your berries, fruit, so your melon, your bananas, things like avocado, chickpeas, peppermint tea. Peppermint tea is a great one for gut health, okay? Think about the food you are putting into your body when you are stressed because it will make the situation worse or it will make the situation better for you. Anyway, signing off after what feels like probably my longest podcast because it's probably the one that I am most passionate about. I hope that you enjoyed this and you've taken something useful away from this. Um, And thank you. I will see you again next week. Have a great week and a brilliant weekend, everyone.